This is the Encounter Community Church podcast, where we will take one or two nuggets from Sunday's message and look at how we can take, utilize, and apply it to our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. I'm the pastor here at Encounter Community Church, and I'm, I'm so excited today. And I think one of the reasons why is because I'm in the middle of what I would call my May sandwich. (laughs) And here's what I mean by that is usually the second Sunday of the month is Mother's Day. And usually a few days right after that is my anniversary. So Mother's Day was yesterday. I'm recording this on Monday. And my anniversary is on Friday. So (laughs) I'm excited about this week. And Yes, let me. Th- you might be wondering, well, well, Ken, how long have you been married? 21 years. I know, right? 21 years. And I'm so, I guess, honored to be married to the woman that I'm married to. I'll tell you this there's no way that I would be in a position that I'm in were it not for her. Doing the things that I do. Were it not for her. She, she truly is a gift of God to me who inspires me to continue to grow, to continue to develop, to continue to do better, to continue to be able to be the best of me. And one of the things that's really incredible about my wife is she sees a vision of me even grander than what I see of myself. And so I am so appreciative of her and she is she truly is God's gift to me. So how was your Mother's Day? You know, this was the first Mother's Day, well, I guess the only Mother's Day <laughs> that we've had to live with COVID-19, right? We had to spend that time with our mothers and our wives who are mothers, our daughters who are mothers. But we had to spend that time as family and completely adjust how we spend that time together. One of the cool things that we did uh, is we actually ordered food from a place called the Original Red Onion. It's uh, it's actually up in PV. Uh, I'm going to tell you, incredible Mexican food. Really great. And one of the things we wanted to do is we actually wanted to go for a hike in the trails of PV, but unfortunately they're still not open yet, so we just kind of hung out at the house and we watched movies and just spent some really great time together. And it, again, it was, it was just great to be able to hang out as a family uh, with my wife, just being able to celebrate her and be thankful for her. It was really fun. The kids woke up early. Uh, my oldest son, uh, he got up and he actually made my, my, made my wife breakfast, which was really cool. And then my other, my, one of my daughters got up and she decorated the house, and so it was a surprise for my wife when she came out, and you know, all my kids, I gave her gifts and everything. It was, it was just a really cool morning and really cool day to just be able to spend together uh, with my mother-in-law as well, who I will tell you is also one of the greatest mother-in-laws of all time. Yes, you should be jealous of my mother-in-law. How awesome is my mother-in-law? I'll, I'll tell you this. This is how awesome my mother-in-law is. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that my favorite football team 
is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you want to know how awesome my mother-in-law is? She got me a Tampa Bay Buccaneer face mask. <laughs> and that's right, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer face mask. So the other day I was walking around, I had a Buccaneer hat on, had a Buccaneer t-shirt on, and I had my Buccaneer mask on, and I was representing the Bucks. That's right, baby. And again, those of you who know me, you know that I'm not a bandwagon guy now that we got Tom Brady. No, I was rooting for the Buccaneers when we had Trent Dilfer. And if you don't know who he is, that's my point. <laughs> but it's, again, it's just one of those challenges that we find ourselves in the midst of when it comes to COVID-19. And I really do hope that in spite of the challenge that it, that it presented to you, that you were able to overcome that and still have a really great time with your mom or with your wife, who's a mom, or your daughter, who's a mom, but that you were able to have a really good time. Again, I, I just want to say that I'm so grateful for you. I, I want to take a moment again to say thank you to all of you who listen to our podcast. It's because of you that we are able to continue to get this message of love, this message of encouragement out. And we are so appreciative of you, of your insight, of your suggestions about things that we can do to get better and how we can continue to grow in this podcast. But I just wanted to take a moment right now to just say thank you. Thank you so much for your continued support each week. And, and with that, I, I also wanted to ask you, to do me a favor, and that is if you are enjoying the podcast, please rate it, review it, and rate it, so that way, you know, other people can begin to learn about our podcast as well, and as I always say, if you would not give us a five-star review or the best review, tell us why, so that we can continue to improve, and we can make this podcast the best that it can be, and I'm just looking forward to having the opportunity to be able to do that, but again, no matter what, whether you review us or not, I just want to take a moment to just say thank you so much. I really appreciate you, and I really appreciate the time that you've taken to be a part of this podcast and to be able to take it in. And I really do hope, I really do hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Well, again, at Encounter, we are in the middle of a series called I'm Out, When You've Lost Faith in the Faith. And, and what we did last Sunday is we, we laid down a foundation for us to begin to understand who God is. Because here's what we did. is two weeks ago, we did a message called, Is That Who He Really Is? And what we did is we broke down some of the false nomers, or some of the false misrepresentations of God, nomen, nomers, nomenclatures. Um, I'm just going to stop trying to say the word, and versions. <laughs> some, of the, some of the wrong versions of God that have been presented and people walked away from God because of those wrong versions. So we wanted to expose those. But again, this now brings us to this point where I'm asking, well, well, well Kim, that's great. But, but if I have walked away from this wrong version of God, now this begs to this, this leads me to the next question and is, who is he really? Like, like how do I get to know who he truly is? How do I get to know that? And one of the things I really want to encourage you to do, if, you, if you've never done so, 
the first half or the the first four books of the second half of the bible called the new testament the first four books are matthew mark luke and john they're also known as the gospels now what's really beautiful about them is they really do give us a picture of who Jesus is. And here's what's really great about it, is it's not someone's interpretation of who Jesus is. The whole point of the Gospels is that they are written from eyewitness testimony. And so basically what they're saying is this is what Jesus said about himself. Now, what I would also encourage you to do is actually start, if you've never read the Gospel of John, start with the Gospel of John, the fourth book. Start there, read through that because in it, it paints a very clear picture of who Jesus is and what he claims about himself and also what he claims, what he claims about his dad. And again, one of the things that he says is, if, if you've seen me, you've seen my dad. As you get to know me, you'll get to know my dad. So dive into spending time with Jesus. And then after you're done with John, then go ahead and read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then Maybe read, read John again. And I would encourage you also, as you're reading, write down every time Jesus says, this is who I am. Write that down. Every time he says, this is who my father is. Write that down. Every time someone says, hey, this is who Jesus is, and Jesus agrees with them, because there are times where people said some things about Jesus that weren't true, and he called them on it. But if he agrees with them, go ahead, write it down. And then at the end of this investigation into Jesus, what you'll begin to find is you can start to reconstruct your version or your image of God based upon what Jesus has said about himself, not what someone else taught you, not what someone else believed. It is flat out the words of Jesus Christ and it will give you a chance to be able to get to know him. That's why I do. I love that we have, for example, in John chapter 14, where Jesus Christ makes it really clear. Hey, hey, hey. He was talking to the disciples and he was saying, hey, guys, if you know me, you know my father. That was a very clear message. If you know me, you know my father. So, so believe in what it is that you've seen in me. But you know also what I love about it is, is Jesus didn't just say, hey, just believe. In, in John chapter 14, verse 11, he basically is talking to a guy named Philip and he says, Philip, I, I would love to have you believe. I would love to have you believe. But if you can't believe, then here's this. Then look at the things that I do. Look at the things that I do. And do the things that I do prove who I am. So in other words, here's what Jesus was saying to Philip. He was saying, don't just have faith in the faith. Don't just believe. He's saying, carry your doubts. It's okay. Carry your doubts and watch me, and watch me, and see if my actions will prove that I am who I say I am. That I am who I say I am. And the one thing that Jesus said again, over and over, I will be crucified, I will be arrested, sorry. I will be crucified, and in three days, I will rise again. He said that time and time and time again. And what happens 
is once Jesus rises from the dead, it puts a stamp on everything that he says and declares everything that he says to be true. Because again, when he says, I am the resurrection and the life, and when he rises from the dead to prove that, again, that makes it really clear. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about Jesus and about who he is and the way that he reveals himself. So spend some time with him. You know, one of the other elements I was thinking about when it, when it comes to this, I, I want to challenge us as Christians. Yes, I, I think it's good for us to be able to talk about our faith, to be able to, in some ways, defend the faith. But, but I don't like the word defend the faith because in order for you to defend something, you have to take a posture of defense. Uh, and I don't think it's my posture, my 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 need to defend God. God's a big boy. He can defend himself. But I do know that I've been given a challenge. I've been given a call to be his eyewitness, to tell his story, to communicate him to others. But in the, in, in the role of doing so, or in the process of doing so, I, I think it's important for us to begin to maybe let, let's reevaluate Christianity. And I wonder, and this is what I've been processing, and maybe you can dig right along with me. I wonder if we've made Christianity too complicated. I wonder if we've made it too complicated. I mean, there are so many stances for our faith. And, and again, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not against theology. I'm not against systematic theology. I think it's good for us to dig in and, and dive into the scriptures. But the way that we have the way that western christianity is practiced is different than the christianity in the way that it was practiced before for example in western christianity what we've done is we put an emphasis on intelligence we put an emphasis on on that which can be studied or that which is teachable and again there's nothing there's nothing necessarily wrong with that but, but I think what we've done is we have made the faith that much more complicated. And the problem with it, and, and you probably have this experience as well, is the more complicated something becomes, the more easy, I guess the easier it is for it to fall apart. The easier it is for it to lose its umph. And again, I, I want to go back. The very first Christians, they had a very simple message, and that was, Jesus Christ died, Jesus Christ rose again, and I saw it. It was very, very simple. And here's the thing that's really interesting too, that, that I, want, I want to challenge us to really begin to think about. And that is, what is it that qualifies someone to do ministry? What is it that qualifies someone to be a leader? And maybe this is me climbing on my own soapbox, but, but, but what is it that qualifies them to do so? Because I think what we've done in Western civilization is we've said, you are qualified as a teacher if you have an education. Or you are qualified, not necessarily as a teacher, but you're qualified as a leader. So in other, words, in other words, for you to be a great pastor, you have to have a college education. You have to have a degree. Now, when you read through the scriptures, that's very different. Peter didn't have a degree. <laughs> 
John didn't have a degree. None of the disciples had degrees. None of them did. And, and please don't get me wrong. I am not on this anti-education kick. But I'm just saying that maybe in us emphasizing the importance of knowledge, the importance of education, I, I wonder if in doing so, we've missed the simplicity and we've missed the heart of the Gospels. It's just something I've been bouncing around in my head and something I've been, I guess I, I've just been wrestling with and, and, and I guess trying to work through that question, like what is it that, that qualifies someone to be able to represent Jesus? Because I, I go back to John chapter 9 where there's this guy who Jesus heals and he's being shot. Some very complicated questions are being shot at him about Jesus and about who he is. And here's what he says. He says, look, I don't know all that. All I know is this. I was blind, but now I see. He made his defense of Jesus very simple. And I wonder if we would see more impact in Christianity if we, took a, if we stripped everything back and went back to a very simple message. Jesus loves you. Jesus lived. Jesus loves you. Jesus gave his life for you. Jesus rose for you. Jesus forgives you. He invites you in and he wants to spend eternity with you. That's the gospel simplified. Simplified. Easy to get, easy to understand. Now, just because something is easy, just because it's simple, doesn't necessarily make it something that is uh, easily lived, I guess I would say. I mean, there is some growth, there's still some development that, that has to happen. Just because grace is simple, I guess I don't necessarily mean that it's easy to live out. Easy to understand is one thing. Easy to live out may be a different thing. I, I, I get that. I get that. And I think it's important for us to be able to, to, to be able to break down the two and be able to look at the two. But I, I think it's important for us to maybe step back and take a look at what is it that we are allowing ourselves to live out and communicate in modern day Christianity. Because I wonder if, if people are walking away from it because we've made so many tenets. We've made, and we've made it so, we, we've made so many tenets, we've made it so convoluted, we've made it so difficult. And it's just like an engine, right? The more parts that an engine has, the more likely it is to have something that breaks down. So maybe it's time for us to go back to a simple message. And maybe through that simple message, we can understand God better and, can, and communicate who he is better and allow people to live out the faith better. 
So I want to encourage you. Spend that time. Get to know Jesus. Investigate your faith. Investigate what it means to know who he is. And like I said, who knows? And maybe you spending time doing that, you can begin to reconstruct your version of God. And again, maybe you can start to reconstruct your faith. But get to know him. I want to invite you to come for our live stream. Or not necessarily come. <laughs> I want to invite you to watch our live stream on Sunday. We're going to dig into one of those questions that so many people wrestle with. If God is loving, why is there evil? Why do we have the problem of evil in our society if God is a loving God? So make sure you join us for our live stream this coming Sunday at 10.30 a.m. That way you can be uplifted and encouraged. And maybe we can dive into that question a little bit further. And I would love to know what your thoughts are uh, as we wrestle through that and talk through it and just see ultimately, again, what God can do and understanding who he is. Well, again, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Hopefully, You'll be able to be there on Sunday for the live stream. If not, we'll have the replay on our website. You can be able to be, you you can be able to check it out there. But with that, just a reminder: encounters about three things: love up, we're madly and passionately in love with God; love out, we're committed to loving our fellow man. Whatever it is that you would pray for someone who is in desperate need, again, this is the moment to pray it. And that's what it means to love our fellow man. As we see what their needs are, we pray for it. But not only do we pray for it, we step out and we do something about it. I want to challenge you with this too. And this will be real quick. What are you doing for your neighborhood? What are you doing to communicate, hey, I'm available. If you need me, I'm here. What are you doing to show God's love in your neighborhood? And again, this this is not about guilt, but I do want us to take advantage of this opportunity There's doors open now that we never would have thought were open before. And there may be someone who's next door to you who is struggling. And maybe they don't necessarily need money. Maybe they don't necessarily need food. But you know what they might need? Prayer. And they might need a friend. So love up, love out, love in. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Get rest pound the vitamin C and hopefully we'll be done with this COVID-19 thing soon. Well, take care. God bless you. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you're looking for a way to get more connected to our church, head over to our website at encountercommunity.church. You can see the times of our services as well as the events that are happening at church. And you can feel free to come out and join us. Also, if you'd like to make a donation uh, to our church, allowing us to continue to make a difference in our community, then you can head over to the page that says online giving and you can follow the link from there. Well, take care. God bless you. And we're looking forward to seeing you once again next week.